Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Well, this video is going to have a little bit of different feeling to it over the last few weeks that we've had to do these. Colts come out on top this week and come out in dramatic fashion, blowing out the Houston Texans 31-3. to Great game today. I mean, obviously, I was at the game. Anyone else that's seen me on Twitter knows that I was at the game today. Obviously, these guys covering the games through the streams today. And also, just for, I I might as well just say this. I'm sure they probably mentioned it in the pregame stream because I told them to. But just in case they didn't, that was my fault that the pregame stream decided to end. (laughs) I thought I was leaving the studio. I did not mean to accidentally hit the end broadcast thing. And I accidentally pressed it and I tried to stop it. but. Yeah, so I want to apologize to these two. Obviously, Matt and Cody uh, both having to deal with that mess. So I apologize to you two on behalf of that. But uh, real quick thoughts here, and Matt, we'll start with you on it. I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on this game today, man? I loved everything I saw. I thought the defense stepped up and played really well. It was nice to see Isaiah Rogers get that pick at the end of the game. I liked what I saw from him overall in this game, too. And the offensive line. I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway is the offensive line just, you know, it looked like they just dominated in this game outside of a couple little, you know, mistakes that were made by Fisher. Everybody else, you know, they played their part. They came to play and they looked really good. Cody, how are you feeling, man? I know the last few weeks obviously has been rough on you, rough on everybody for that matter. But uh, how do you feel about this big win that they got today? Uh, man, if a win needed to come at a better time, I don't know when it would be rather than this game. Oh, wow. I, the Colts needed to respond, right? They needed to respond after embarrassing us all on Monday Night Football, blowing that huge lead. They needed to respond. They needed to come out, come out picked off, and they did that. And I love that, man. I love that they came out and people will say, oh, it's just the Texans, but the Colts dominated. They did what they were supposed to do. The Texans did almost beat the Patriots just last yeah. week. So True. exactly. So it, you know, it's NFL. Every week, there's a chance that a team can beat you, no matter what their record is, no matter what their talent level is. So for the Colts to come out and basically control this game and to win by twenty some points, 
and even you feel like they still could have scored more if they would have, you know, the second half was fantastic. First half, at least offensively, they should have scored more, you feel like. So you feel like it really should have been even more of a blowout. But still, like, yeah, second half, I was very, very impressed, specifically with the defense. I thought the defense did a fantastic job in that second half. Two picks of Davis Mills in that second half. Started getting a little bit more pressure, started creating more turnovers. I think the refs kind of took a few of our turnovers away, but yeah. still ended up Bro, with two of them. I was so triggered that on that takeaway from that fumble from Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. care what anybody tells me, that was a fumble. I, I don't I don't care if the NFL officiating crew comes out tomorrow and says that was the correct call. That is a BS mm-hmm. call to me. I, I'm just saying it right now. But yeah, it, it was good to see them do that. We might as well just hop into it and let, we'll start with the first two things. Talk about Carson Wentz here again, and we'll talk about the play calling. First off, again, uh, the play calling was, again, very, very solid. I thought mm-hmm. that overall they moved the ball very well. And Carson Wentz, I mean, his stats today, kind of misleading when you look at it. 11 of 20 for 223 yards. Again, only had to throw the ball 20 times today. I mean, the Texans had almost double the amount of plays offensively as the Colts did today. So the Colts really didn't have the ball a whole lot this game. And there was a couple drops, you know, a couple from Mo Ali Cox, one from, I think it was Pittman earlier in the game as well. So, you know, that average could have been a little better. But again, two touchdowns, had two sacks today, QB rating of 127. So far, I mean... Carson Wentz with over 1,500 yards passing, over 1,600 yards passing, and has nine touchdowns to one interception. I mean, guys, he looks like he has not only figured out the offense, he seems like he's taking much more command of the offense, and he seemed very comfortable. Cody, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, after that Tennessee game – the last three games, I just actually posted something not too long ago. Last three games, 853 passing yards, nearly 70 completion percentage, 68.9, six touchdowns, no picks, 123.76 quarterback rating. So, I mean, this dude's been slinging it. He's been fantastic, The specifically the last two weeks. He's been absolutely on fire. I mean, he's been absolutely crazy. He had 250-plus yard bombs today. And you're right, Derek, what you said – about you know Carson Wentz not really needing to throw the football in the second half that much. I think if he would, that that click completion percentage certainly would have gone up. But yeah, it was very interesting this this game. It was the tale of two halves offensively in a very good way because the first half all the Colts did was throw the football. I think combined Taylor and and Hines had like five carries. Then the second half they just relied on Jonathan Taylor the entire time. He had 139 and 145 yards yeah. in the second half. So. It's just crazy how the Colts completely shifted their philosophy. Taylor obviously had that huge run to kind of start sealing that game near the end. But, yeah, for Carson Wentz's standpoint, I thought he looked fantastic again. And, Matt, I mean, you looked at it. We saw in the first couple weeks, you know, he really wasn't trying to sling the ball that much. You know, they seemed like they were trying to go through through some growing pains. And over the last three weeks, we have seen him continuously start to keep stretching the field more and more every week had two really big throws today one to Paris Campbell Paris Campbell's only catch of the day resulted in a 51 yard touchdown 
and throwing a beautiful throw to Mr. The Ghost himself, T.Y. Hilton. And I'll be honest, dude, when I saw that play, I texted Cody this. It reminded me of 2016 Andrew Luck to T.Y. Hilton. Just throwing it over the top to the spot and let T.Y. Hilton go get it. And it, it worked today. And, I mean, it looks like Carson Wentz is becoming so much more equipped to throw the ball deep. Absolutely. And it's helping that he's having more time to just be with the guys. It's clearly showing that as each week is going by, that connection with Paris Campbell and with Michael Pittman and, you know, just everybody there, it's getting better and better. And once we get to week 17, week 18, that connection is going to be just pitch perfect. It's going to be insane because he's looking good right now. Just imagine how good he's going to look in week 17, week 18. Because he's doing this with like, what, like a week of off season, you Pretty know, to work with all the guys. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's doing this with that little time. It's insane. I mean, and I'm not going to say he's like Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, it took him like five weeks to really just start to get, you know, used to the offense, get used to everybody there. So, you know, yeah, the first couple weeks, I thought he looked good the first two weeks and whatnot, but you could tell they weren't on the same page a lot of the time it's really starting to come together and like you said that deep ball the ty hilton it's given me like andrew luck and ty hilton uh, connection vibes and i love it absolutely Uh, a couple things to go off it before we move to the running backs for the carson wentz haters yeah he's he's not much of a leader huh yeah you know nine touchdowns one interception (laughs) yeah yeah keep eating your word i I love it every time he keeps it's funny to me go wrong it's hilarious to me when people try to use the two and four argument or the record argument. I'm like, okay, yeah, the Colts are two and four, but also Carson Wentz is playing well. Why can't it be the same? I mean, yeah. it's weird how how haters, if somebody, if you have decided I am going to hate Carson Wentz, you will try to discredit him at every turn. Now, if Carson Wentz was playing bad, we would say he's playing bad. Yeah. But yeah. he's not playing he's not bad. Playing he's playing bad. Playing he's playing <laughs> no, he's thrown zero interceptable balls so far. Still. Yeah, still. <laughs> he's only yeah. I think he's only one of two quarterbacks to do that so far this year. I think so. so yeah. That's that's impressive, man. It's freaking impressive. Love what Carson right. is doing. Also for uh anyone that did wonder that anyone that did want to know, the media did ask Carson Wentz if there was any question about TY making that first catch. He said, "No. No. I I knew it was making it." So, let's go ahead and hop into the running backs here real quick. I'll be honest here, guys. I mean, outside of Jonathan Taylor in that second half, there really wasn't much to really try and dissect here. You know, Hines, four carries for 13 yards. You know, Hines, again, Mm -hmm. a non-factor in this game because the Colts really tried to uh, utilize Jonathan Taylor, especially in that second half. Marlon Mack, a couple carries, nothing to report there. And like even Cody said, Jonathan Taylor only had like three, four rushes in the first half. They really were trying to space it out because they just couldn't quite get a movement up front. And then after that ginormous 83-yard run that he had, which, by the way, is his career high now, Jonathan Taylor after that, just, just smooth sailing. Another two rushing touchdowns. And Cody, I'll start with you again on this. What would you think of Jonathan Taylor today? 
Oh, he was fan- fantastic, man. Absolutely fantastic. 145 yards on only 14 carries. So do the math there. I mean, that dude's averaging a heck of a lot of yards per carry. And you're right. It wasn't just that 83-yarder. Like, you know, you take away that 83-yarder, he was still running the ball really, really effectively. Yeah. He could pl- completely wearing down that Texans defense, especially in that second half. To your point that the Colts really didn't use him in the first half, I think they just didn't need to, you know, because they they were passing it all over. <laughs> yeah, him. you're right. You're right. There's really no point, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You don't you don't need to run the football as much if you are passing the way that the Colts did early in that. And I mean, Matt, we're starting to see here, you know, the resurgence of Jonathan Taylor. You know, we saw his usage has been rising more and more yeah. every week, and he's starting to seems like he's getting the early season jitters out and he just seems like he's in a place now where he's comfortable with whatever it is they're running. I mean, this play will go unnoticed, but on that second drive, that screen pass to Jonathan Taylor, guys, that ball was perfectly placed. If that ball was not put in the exact spot that Jonathan Taylor was going to be at, Jonathan Taylor's not making that catch because he was getting contacted as he came around the screen. And it was a great pass and it was a great catch. And then again, you get him out into the open field. I mean, dude is just a unbelievable player. I mean, what do you think of what we've seen so far, Matt? I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jonathan Taylor. You know, I, I will admit I was a little worried in the first half. I was like, why is he not getting as many touches? It's like, yeah, I know Carson Wentz. He's balling out. He's doing his thing. But still. It was a little concerned because last time Taylor didn't run as much as what we wanted him to. It was because he was hurt. It was that Tennessee game, I believe. But second half comes in just right away. He gets 139 yards, you know, all in the second half. Back to business. And yeah, it would have been nice to see maybe Hines get touches a little more often and Mac. But, you know, why stop doing what's working? You know, like clearly running with Taylor was working and they were having a difficult time stopping him. So just keep giving them the ball until they stop him and then you can go to Mac or Hines. But yeah, I absolutely love it. I believe that 83 yard run is the longest run out of any running back this year, too. Very interesting. Yeah, you're right. Hines just hasn't quite gotten it going very much in the run game this year. You know, and that's been a lot on the fact of the offensive line still not being very healthy. That's just what's going to happen. True. Hopefully they continue to have Hines utilized in that. And now let's go to the receivers. And there's a lot to dissect here. Guys, the ghost returned while he did not get a touchdown. Again, was making play after play that just changed the dynamic of this offense. They asked a lot of teammates as well. You know, the very emotional speech that T.Y. Hilton gave Saturday saying that he was very close to hanging it up and just saying, no, I can't do that. And then he said, well, you know, I talked to Andrew Luck and he tells me that, you know, that's not something you want to do. Believe me, you don't, because then you'll regret it for the rest of your life doing that. And he said, dude, I brought the energy. The fans brought the energy for me. And then I got pumped and then I just gave the team energy and dude, It looked like it because Hilton, four catches for 80 yards. Paris Campbell, only one catch today, 51 yards for a touchdown. Great job by Paris Campbell on that play. We certainly hope he's okay. Went out with a foot injury after that. We certainly hope that that's nothing severe. Michael Pittman, 
Only two catches today for 35 yards, but a couple of them were very, very important in that second quarter. Mo Ali Cox, only one catch today, but it was that 28-yard touchdown that we've seen. And Jonathan Taylor with one catch for 13 yards. Hines, one catch for nine yards. I mean, Matt, they were spreading the ball out quite a bit today, even though there wasn't that many catches. Definitely. You know, it's nice to see that everybody's getting involved. You know, I obviously would have liked to see Michael Pittman get involved a little more, you know, two catches, you know, but hey, you know, we're, we're moving the ball around. Like you said, they were important catches. He's still involved, not just in the passing game, but in the running game, too. And then, you know, with T.Y., like I, I told you guys before we started the uh, video, you know, when T.Y. had that catch, I had like some uncontrollable yell because you could just tell <laughs> he was just so hyped when he caught that he was so excited he was, he was so excited that. to be back on the field dude it's it like, was a 12-yard catch but he made it seem like as if he just ran over somebody it was oh, great yeah. and i know a lot of people are saying oh ty hilton he's falling off he's not that great he looked pretty good to me looked pretty um, dang good to me <laughs> you know looked like he wasn't hurt at all and the crazy you know? part is is that we did not – I did not think – I can't speak for you guys, but I did not think he was playing this week. They they made it sound like he wasn't going to play. And then, right. like, he – and then we're like, oh, well, it's Texans week. Anything could happen. We know yeah. just what T.Y. Hilton can do against the Texans, so. Yeah, it's like when I saw that um, he was back at practice, I wasn't 100% sure, but as the uh, reports were coming out with all the uh, – injuries and people that weren't participating you know his name wasn't on the list so you know i i had that feeling on like thursday that he was going to be good to go just because he wasn't on their uh yeah. you know their uh, practice report so and also two more injuries to talk about yeah. hilton was asked about his quad that kept him out of the at back end of that game he said that he's fine said it wasn't anything bad they just knew the game was over they didn't want to risk it so that was it i immediately thought he had a concussion based off that hit but right. um thank goodness it's not and zach pascal pascal's good it just got the wind knocked out of him on the one target he had that's another surprising thing too no zach pascal today i mean right. zach pascal was a non-factor in this game receiving wise so that was weird but cody what about you man what what do you make of this receiving room and i'll ask you one more question is it time to officially say that Mo Ali Cox is tight end number one. Yeah, Jack Doyle didn't even get a catch today, no. which was interesting. Um, but yeah, as far as the receivers go, I was uh, very pleased with how they all looked. Um, Pittman did, you know, he didn't have his flashy day. He just had a couple catches, but he moved the chains when needed to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Colts didn't, didn't throw it a whole lot in the second half. So nobody really got a lot of catches. Yeah, Paris Campbell. I mean, I even said on stream, I said, Man, that's what this guy can do. That's why you drafted him right there. Mm -hmm. And I really hope he's okay. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, this guy can't catch a break, man, with these injuries. He's so good when he's on the field. Yes. But he just keeps having these mm -hmm. stinking injuries, and it's so frustrating. But, yeah, I mean, that's a play we haven't seen Paris Campbell make ever as a Colt because he just hasn't been healthy or used in that way. Right. That that honestly did give me T.Y. vibes. Like, just chuck it down the field and – outrun everybody you yeah. know that's what he did and i thought he looked fantastic so i'm um, hoping that that injury doesn't keep him out much if at all and then yeah you mentioned zach pascal good to know i didn't know what his update was his status was but yeah he, I thought he the might have knocked out of him he's good yeah i thought he might have gotten a concussion that's why i was kind of nervous because he got hit hard yeah. with that play he got so, smacked bro 
Um, with the Ty injury, though, I could you could see when he caught the ball, he like tweaked something. It was obviously his quad. Yeah. I thought it was like hamstring or something, and I was like, "Crap, these injuries can linger." Um, but fortunate that he said he's good, so hopefully that means he's he's back in time for Sunday night football. Yeah, um, against the Niners because we're yeah. going to definitely need him. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Going back to the Ty Hilton thing, you know, I love Ty Hilton. He's probably my one of my favorite Colts of all time, if not my favorite Colt of all time, just because of all the stuff, man, that he's gone through throughout his career. You know, obviously mm-hmm. drafted the same year as Luck and, you know, had that connection really from his rookie season and then has had just a quarterback carousel since then. And he has consistently put up a thousand or near a thousand yards. He's been the Colts' best receiver when the Colts couldn't draft worth a crap, couldn't get him a second receiver. And it's good to see him finally get some other guys who can compliment him well in Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal. Um, and you're right. I mean, T.Y. Hilton brings just a new energy, a different energy that this locker room, I think, has maybe been missing the first yes. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor stated that talking yeah. to Laura Overton. He mentioned that, yeah, we they missed T.Y. in a way that people didn't quite understand was him being in the locker room and being on the field to talk yeah. with them. That that was something that they dearly missed, and I think they're going to be super, super happy to have him back now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it goes beyond just his production, which he still can produce. Just having him on the field, I think, just changes your offense in a very good way. So, you know, yeah. regardless if he can't do what he used to do back in the day, he's still a very big threat to all defenses he should be. Yep. Um, and defenses should be getting nervous because T.Y. Hilton is that dude. Even you past 30, he still can consistently find ways open. He's very crafty, a very crafty route runner. Very find good in zone, open. man. He knows yeah. how to find the zone. And, and defenses should be worried because now Carson Wentz is firing up. He, he, yeah. They've seen it now. Three weeks in a row, he has gotten better mm-hmm. and better and better. And it's making it look easy now versus some of these defenses Again, it was against the Texans, but nevertheless, you still got to go out there and perform, and they did that. Last thing we'll talk about here for the offense, offensive line. I know that, you know, for the most part, it was uh, it was decent today. You know, early on, seemed that it was struggling a little bit, at least from my perspective. But then second half, pass protection held up a lot better. And obviously, on that run for Jonathan Taylor, he reached – practically third level before he even got touched so I mean that was a great play there and the run yeah. game just proceeded to just dominate after that so Cody your your thoughts on the offensive line today yeah I mean I think Matt said it perfectly um, a little bit ago I thought the offensive line besides Eric Fisher I mean Eric Fisher was up and down for me like he, his first half was a little bit rough had some kind of dumb penalties like I know he had uh, a couple you know holds he had a clipping he had just like or tripping, I'm sorry, not clipping. He had all these like weird penalties today, yes. but overall, I mean, he didn't, <laughs> didn't allow offside, a sack. The offsides he tried to get them to do, even yeah. though he never crossed the ball. He got him the first time, and he was lucky. <laughs> and the second time, he jumped it. Like, bro, stop jumping it. It's not that important. Please stop yeah. doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably, to be fair, I probably would have done the same thing. Cause you think he's going to jump, he moves, you move, you know, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought Eric Fisher really started to hold it down in that second half. Didn't allow a sack. I thought he really has excelled the last couple weeks in run blocking. I thought he's looked fantastic in run blocking and this whole offensive line, Chris Reed, man, mm-hmm. Chris Reed, we talked about it, Matt. Chris Reed has been fantastic as well. Filling in for Quentin Nelson at left guard. I'm like, 
obviously I want Quentin Nelson back, but like, yeah. I'm like, I want Chris Reed starting somewhere. I don't know where that is, but he's been so good for this Colts team. I hope right. they re-sign him after this year. Cause he's been a solid veteran acquisition quietly. Probably one of Ballard's best acquisitions in a while. I mean, he's just been mm-hmm. that good. It's crazy that he didn't sign for more because he has been really, really good. And, Ryan Kelly, you know, the whole right side of the line, I thought looked really good. Matt Pryor, man, let's give him credit too. Matt yep. Pryor has looked good. He has looked good. He yeah. has not allowed a sack, I don't think, to my knowledge. And he's been really good at run blocking for the most part. And, you know, obviously you got your other two starters in there. And I don't know, man. I feel like this, uh, this offensive line, now you like, obviously you want Braden Smith back, but like Matt Pryor can hold it down for a little bit. Don't rush mm-hmm. Braden Smith back. And I'm okay with that. A couple weeks ago with Julian Davenport, I was like, Braden, please get back out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, Nelson Nelson supposedly will be back next week. We're hoping, for the love of God, that Braden Smith plays next week also. I mean, yeah. still don't know at this point. I, I still can't believe we don't know anything. But, yeah, I mean – it's been it's been thrown around the idea that Chris Reed should still remain in the starting lineup and should take somebody's spot, whether that be staying at left guard and moving Big Q to left tackle or moving Chris Reed to the right guard, replacing Mark Lewinsky. Because, you know, I mean, let's face it, Mark Lewinsky has not been very good this year. So, right. you know, there's been that's been thrown around. So. True. And it, he's been like, okay, you know, nothing special. He definitely hasn't been the worst, you know, offensive lineman that we've had in the starting lineup. But yeah, I, I'd i be fine either way, having Chris Reed either be right guard or have him stay at left guard and move Quentin Nelson to left tackle, at least until Eric Fisher is 100%. Because, yeah, I mean, he's been up and down for me, you know, every time he started as well. But, you know, he is coming back from that, you know, Achilles injury. So, I wasn't expecting him to be like awesome right away. So if they want to have him sit for a little bit, move Nelson over to left tackle until Fisher is good to go and then move uh, Nelson back to left guard and then maybe put Reed at right guard, you know, maybe something like that would work. But yeah, I, I don't know. And then, you know, with Braden Smith, it's like not only has his, uh, you know, foot been injured, but that thumb, what what's wrong with a thumb? It, it, that's been listed on the injury report for what three, four weeks now. Yeah, no, I know. I it's 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 gonna be weird, but we talked enough about the offense here. Let's kind of mm-hmm. shift gears now to the defense. There's a lot to talk about with this one too. It's, there's a lot of stuff that happened here. So first things first, let's talk about it. Davis Mills, twenty nine of forty three today, two hundred forty three yards. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked twice today, QB rating of 62.5. So the two sacks that were accounted for today, one was from Kahari Willis late in the fourth quarter to pretty much seal it, and then one was by DeForest Buckner early in the game, even though it felt like there was a lot of times DeForest Buckner was actually in the backfield quite often even though he, there was a lot of times he actually wasn't playing in a lot of packages today, which I thought was weird. You know, he was off the field quite a bit today, and I was surprised by that. But, again, I want to point something out here. Mills had double the amount of passes as as Carson Wentz and threw 20 more yards. 
just telling it, letting everybody know that now. Uh, he, so, you know, the, it was crazy because, again, you know, Carson's numbers don't look great, but when you look at it from what the competition was throwing at him, they threw it twice as often, but yet Carson was able to make those big chunk plays happen. And, of mm-hmm. course, Davis Mills with two interceptions today, and one of those was from – Darius Leonard and I forget who the other one was. I forget. It was Rodgers. Was yeah. it Rodgers? It was yeah, it was Rodgers yeah. late in the game. That's right. Yeah. So let's kind of go just off the very beginning here. So let's kind of look at the defensive line here. Cody, we'll start with you. Anyone else on the defensive line stand out for you today? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Dot com to start winning. Taylor Stallworth did. I thought he looked good. He got a nice mm-hmm. pressure and not really known for that, but I thought he did from that interior defensive line. Okay. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I mean, at least getting after the passer, I was kind of very disappointed actually by a lot of these guys because the Texans were down left tackle, center, and right tackle, and the Colts were only able to get two sacks, only one sack from their defensive line. So a little bit concerned by that. Yeah, I mean, I felt that Davis Mills was getting pressured quite often today. And again, I think this also shows to the testament of just how quick he was getting the ball off. Again, he's only averaging 5.7 yards per per completion. So, you know, he, he never was actually throwing the ball deep. I think there was probably only about two or three times in that game where he actually threw the ball more than 20 yards. I mean, I don't think Davis Mills completed a catch, completed a pass, I'm sorry, in this game beyond 20 yards. I think there was very few he actually completed. He completed 90% of his passes inside 10 yards, but then again, when you get beyond it, he was very inefficient. So again, it was the Colts' bend-don't-break defense kind of mentality. What do, what do you think about that, Matt? I like that Davis Mills wasn't able to really push the ball down the field much. You know, all he could really do was throw it to Cooks, and that was about it. And, you know, I expected Cooks to uh, get the ball quite often, you know, because they really didn't have any other options out there. But I thought the defense did well containing him, not letting him get the big play. You know, I, I do think they did better when it came to getting pressure on Davis Mills than they have in the past. You know, I mean, granted, in the past, our uh, pass rush has basically been a dumpster fire. Today it was a slightly smaller dumpster fire. You know, like <laughs> like we should have got more sacks yeah, than what should've. we did today. You know, DeForest Buckner, happy to see that he got a sack, happy to see that he's getting to the quarterback and at least getting in the backfield. And I agree with uh, Cody. I liked what I saw from Taylor Stallworth. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, upset at Cody Pay because he is only a rookie hasn't played a full season. So it's going to take him a little bit of time probably before he can get to where we need him to get to. Mm-hmm. And then when Dio comes in later on, that's going to make our defensive line better, I think. So I, I think it's going to get better, but we really need to figure out what's going on and 
at least we we need to make sure we find a way that Grover Stewart can get in the backfield more often and you know DeForest Buckner can hit the quarterback more often and the same with the guys that have been here for a while coming off the edge we need them to uh step up too there's just not much you can do with DeForest Buckner at this point True. because everyone knows who he is and everyone knows you have to double team him almost every yeah. time he comes back there or else it's going to be a mismatch that just then leads to the point of you got to get everyone else to start stepping up because yes. you know you're going to be in single protection. So you have to be the guy to step up and make those plays. Grover Stewart finished today with seven tackles. DeForest Buckner with five. Alcudi Muhammad with four. Isaac Rochelle with three. Tyquan Lewis with two. I mean, I get, actually give Tyquan Lewis as much credit on that sack for DeForest mm-hmm. Buckner as Buckner is because if Taekwon doesn't get that arm there to stop Davis from attempting to throw it, then Buckner doesn't make that sack in the first place. So that was right. a good job there. Yeah, like you said, still a lot of work to be done on the defensive line, but you know at least they got some kind of pressure today off that. And then the run game. Obviously, the team finished 29 carries for 124 yards. That's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. Now, granted, I think that a lot of those numbers are kind of miscued because, you know, Ingram had a 24-yard rush late in the game when the game was already out of reach. And Lindsey obviously had a 35-yard run on that second-to-last drive as well before obviously I mean other than that Lindsay had six carries for four yards outside of that and then when you look at Mark Ingram he had 17 carries for 49 yards so it he was literally averaging less than three yards a carry so neither one of these guys were averaging any three yards a carry or at all outside of those two big runs that they had late in the game so how did you Cody we'll start with you again how did you feel about the team and stopping the run yeah, unimpressed by this team. I mean, yeah, you mentioned they had a couple big runs, like, and I, the Lindsay one was whatever, but Ingram had a big one to start. I think it was the second half. And I was just like, guys, seriously, what are we doing? You know, this team, this is a team that hung their hat last year on stopping the run, and, and they've struggled multiple times this year to do so. So you do wonder how much of a loss that Anthony Walker is, you know, in, in terms of. Yeah stopping the run because, I mean, they just have been not as good at all. It's been pretty evident that stopping the run this year. So I don't know what has to change with that, but, yeah, it's just been – it's been noticeably a drop-off this year. And uh, so, Matt, I'll go to you on the receiving thing to start. Now, me personally, I hate that they're, that they're talking about these numbers because, again, the same play was ran for over half of these completions. Do you guys want to know what route Cooks, Collins, Adkins, and Moore were running all game? They were running out routes. Mm. Not eight to ten yard out routes. Every single freaking snap. And I'll be honest, there were a couple times that the Colts really read it well. And even then, Mills was putting it perfectly on the dot, there was one where Rocky Asin had his arm literally where the ball was, and it just went mm-hmm. right underneath, right into Brandon Cooks's uh, hip pocket. And there was nothing Rocky Asin could have done. He would played it perfectly, but Mills just made the most absolutely beautiful throw I've ever seen in my life. And it frustrated me because that was the only way 
that Houston was even moving down the field at all this game was those run was running those routes. So does it concern you with the fact that the Colts weren't able to stop that sooner? Or do you think it was just the only thing that was working for Houston today? I just think it was the only thing that was working for Houston. I mean, I wish we could have figured out how to stop it because like I said, I knew cooks was going to get his numbers. You know, he, he, he's like the only receiver on there that is at 13 targets today. So he had 30% of the targets today. Yeah. And he's by far their best receiver. So I I knew they were going to get the ball to him. They're going to force it to him. So, you know, it would have been nice to have him not get as many catches, but that wasn't surprising, but honestly, with everybody else, yeah, even though those plays were working, I thought we did a good job stopping the receivers from really doing anything. I forgot to have Nico Collins playing today, too, and he looks like he could become a pretty good receiver, but, you know, I thought they did a good job, you know, besides with Cooks, you know, not letting the receivers, you know, do anything. And even still, they weren't letting Cooks get the big play, which was nice, you know, so... If you're going to get 8, 10 yards, whatever, just don't get 30 yards, you know, on a one play. How did you feel about it, Cody? Yeah, it was a little frustrating for a while. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that you still hold him to three points, I mean, whatever. Like, you know, well, you'll take it. You'll take it. If you're throwing it to him that many times, he's going to have some pretty good stats. But, yeah, I mean, I thought Xavier Rhodes didn't really have a great day, if I'm being completely honest. He was kind of getting beat consistently on those plays. But, you know, overall, if that's the only thing that works and they're not really big plays, you know, you don't like it, but you take it, you know, yeah. and you're like, whatever, we'll fix it next week. And, and not every team's going to just continuously do that to you. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but let, let's kind of talk here about what we did see here. I mean, again, no touchdowns given up. And only one time did Indianapolis even allow – the Texans into the red zone, which Mm -hmm. the one time they did held them at the 12 yard line, forced them into a field goal, which Mm -hmm. again, I'll take that over points. I think what you just saw today from a defensive standpoint was a defense that had its freaking mojo back. It reminded me so much of last year's defense when it was widely regarded as the best possibly best defense in the league because they had that bend don't break mentality. How many times the Texans went to their side of the field on three plays and were threatening to score again. And then the Colts just had either had a sack or or a great tackle outside by Kenny Moore. I mean, just looking at the tackle numbers, Bobby Okereke, 14 tackles today for Bobby Okereke. I can't say Okereke. I got to (laughs) remember that now. Okereke. And Kenny Moore, 10 tackles. Mm-hmm. Darius Leonard, nine tackles. Kari Willis, nine tackles. You know, you had, of course, because the Texans had a lot more plays, but you saw so many guys making big plays on the tackles perspective that it made it seem like, you know, even though this team, you know, felt like it was losing its grasp on the situation at times, when they got backed up against the wall, it seemed like they did their job, and made one play that changed the whole rest of the drive. So, Cody, how would you feel about the defense in general when you looked at it from the fact that they were threatened a couple times in this game, but were, for the most part, able to hold that at bay? Well, especially with how the second half, especially that fourth quarter in Baltimore happened in overtime, 
I was like, is this going to happen again? You know, obviously the Texans are at Baltimore, but you know, Davis Mills was playing very good at that mm-hmm. point. And, you know, they almost beat New England a week ago. So you're like, oh, shoot, could this potentially happen? Could the, the Texans actually make this a game? Right. You know, and so the fact that the Colts really stepped it up in that second half, made plays when they had to, um, I thought was great. I thought it was a great, like you said, getting their mojo back a little bit, um, you know, because Davis Mills isn't that bad of a quarterback as everybody likes to think. I thought he looked really good. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I thought that the Colts defense, they held when they needed to. They made plays when they needed to. That's all you can ask for for this defense. Mm. You know, pitch a shutout in the second half. Really should have pitched a shutout the whole game. If Corey right. Willis hangs on to that pick, man, I mean, you shut them out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and again, we can talk about the turnovers here. Corey Willis obviously recovered a fumble that, again, Darius Leonard forced. Uh, just classic. Seeing it on the Jumbotron, see it all the time. Just the classic, bam. Just punch right into the ball. There, nobody in the league does it better than the freaky maniac does. And he did it again in this game. And also not only forced a fumble in that pivotal situation, also had an interception as well today. So that's two turnovers that Darius Leonard forced. And obviously Isaiah Rogers, when the Texans were threatening at the very end of that game to score one time, Rodgers on Cooks, and that speed is just second to none. Covered a lot of ground really fast, made a great interception there. And like you said, if they hadn't dropped the interception, if Kari hadn't quite dropped it earlier in the game, then yeah, that probably would have uh, went the complete other way. And everybody knows my stance, that fumble that was turned back, that was a absolutely god-awful call. I will take that to my grave. Uh, I don't care whether or not someone says he didn't have it. He caught it. He turned. He tried to make a football move, and he dropped it. That is a fumble to me. Uh, I, I mean, does anyone else want to chime in on that? Because I, I said it my time multiple times, and you guys haven't quite said anything. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I when I first saw the play, I you know I obviously was like, oh, it's a fumble. You know, it's clearly a fumble. And then you know you see him make that turn, and then like right as he's getting ready to do, like I said, the ball's coming out. So. I was like, yeah, I mean, to me, that's a fumble, but it's close enough to where I'm not going to, you know, freak out and be like, you know, hey, you know, you guys are wrong. You know, I'd be like, it looks like a fumble to me, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. It, it At least that play didn't cost us anything too much. Well, mm-hmm. thankfully it didn't. Yeah. What, what about you, Cody? I mean. Colts football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better price the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hope hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, TickPick's got you covered there. 
And uh, if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So if you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today and use a promo code juice to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets. Again, the promo code juice to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets this year. I mean, yeah, I think I'm right there with Matt. Like, I could see how it could go either way. I think I'm more upset that they didn't count Quiddy Pace first career interception. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, I know, like, like right, like why, why, why? It, it didn't Just even look like it hit the ground, but right. apparently it did. So, yeah, it would have been turned over on downs anyway. So now I want to tell y'all a funny story. Don't know if you have read any Twitter updates or anything, or heard any of the radio. I was listening to the radio on the way back. Lara Overton was asking Darius Leonard about everything that would happen today, and anyone that saw my tweet. I sent out a tweet that said, I am here for the Darius Leonard smack talk all to the Texans, their fans, and their bench all day. And here's why I say that. Okay, so I was at the game, and I was watching Darius Leonard almost all game. I was watching him almost all game. Yeah. And believe me, he was the most active player, even when the offense was on the field, okay? When T.Y. Hilton caught the, those catches – Darius Leonard made it his duty to go to the other side of the stadium and start waving his hands up and getting the crowd to just go wild. Okay. And everybody was loving it. And after that interception that he had, oh my God, you should have seen him when he picked it off. Oh my gosh. It was a thing of beauty. I don't remember whether it was the interception or the fumble recovery, but he went to a section in the Texans bench right behind them. There was a group of Texans fans behind it. And yeah. he and he went up to him. He started doing the sh- he was telling them to shut up, you yeah. know, and just doing this and that. And I don't know who number 85 is for uh, is that Atkins for it the Texans, their tight end. I forget uh, so. Okay, so Mr. uh Adkins there mm-hmm. was definitely trying to start a fight. Okay. It was either him or Farrell Brown. I can't remember. No, if he's 88. Atkins is oh. 88. Oh, okay. 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 So that would be, that would be Farrell Brown. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So Farrell Brown over here trying to start fights. Okay. Yep. Multiple times he was tangled up with Colts players after the play. Multiple times he was doing it. And Darius Leonard made sure to remind him and not to mention Pharaoh and a few other guys stated to Darius one that he was soft. They -hmm. said that second, that he was not worth the 99.25 million that we gave him. So Darius said, see, now I took that personally and I had to remind them of who they're talking to. So I made sure every time if I wasn't the one making the play, if something happened, I am. I told them I am going to say something to you every down. Yeah. Every time he either spoke to Farrell Brown and got in his face, or went to the bench and it on that um on that inter. Uh, no, it wasn't the interception. It was on Quiddy Pay's almost interception. Yeah, when he hit Mills and made him fall, he went down to midfield 
and was talking to the the Texans bench the whole time down there. Yeah. And then when he intercepted it earlier in the game, he was dancing in front of their bench. <laughs> nice. He danced all the way down their sideline and then went to the other side. Nice. And then proceeded to go up and t- jump in front of the crowd. Like that I loved that, guys. You have no idea how happy that made me that Darius Leonard was being the old maniac that we know of. I mean, it's been four games in a row now that Darius Leonard has forced a turnover. So yeah. very impressive there. I mean, how do you guys feel about what Darius Leonard did today? Because obviously he was the defensive force. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. start with Cody on this. Yeah, like you said, he's proven, man, that he is worth that $100 million contract. Making two turnovers today. You mentioned the interception, forced a fumble. I mean, yeah, this is the guy. I mean, he's forced more fumbles. I think it was a stat – more fumbles than anybody since coming into the league. Yeah. So it's not even since close like 2018 too. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's not close. So I mean, this dude is a turnover machine. So I mean, that that's what you want, man. That's what this defense is predicated on: is forcing turnovers. And Darius Leonard is the prime example of that. And um, I'm just, I'm stoked, man, that he's on our team. I'm stoked that he's on our side. Yeah. I want somebody like that who is gonna who is gonna do that. Bring the energy. Bring the juice, man. Darius Leonard's that guy, man. Mr. Juice himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He. uh his voice was gone when he was talking to Lara. He said his voice was gone. Even she recognized it. He w- had no voice left because he was screaming all game and obviously talking a lot of uh, smack to the Texans. So did a lot of talking, a lot of yelling today. So <laughs> at least his uh, his voice will come back. I certainly hope his ankle does the same thing. Looks to be getting healthier and healthier if he's making yeah. plays like this again. Matt, what would you think of Darius Leonard today? I loved what I saw from him. That forced fumble, just absolutely perfect. You know, I love to see it. You know, he had that nice interception. I love him talking smack to uh, all the Texans. I hope that when they play the Titans, he uh, just absolutely levels out Derrick Henry and he starts talking smack to him. Or he's like, hey, look, you got me last time. Now I got you this time. Mm. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, he's still hurt. He's still not 100%. But there were times today where he's he doing this healthy. not even a hundred percent. Just imagine. Yeah, it, it's he looks like hundred percent at times. You know, obviously there were times where he didn't look like it. He had the interception. You know, the injury affected how fast he would run. But still, I mean, he's doing things that not a lot of people at his posi- position could do. Uh, you know, at a hundred percent. So, you know, he's getting healthier every single week, like you guys are saying, and you know, he's just getting better and better and. Again, once we get to the end of the year, this team is going to be so different, you know, than what it is right now. He's going to go out there. He's just how good he is, you know, and like week 17, week 18 is going to resonate and get to everybody else on that defense. And it's it's going to really show. All mm. right. So question for both of you. Uh, we'll end it with this. Well, also, by the way, Bagley also had a good game. Made his yeah, one money field badger. goal. And yep, made his one field yep. goal. And uh all the extra points, and believe it or not, the the crowd was actually going wild every time he made one. I think they were all thinking the same thing, that we're hoping that this new kicker doesn't, you know, ruin this for us. It's kind of got a taste of that last week. You don't really want to have this happen again. Oh, no. But it was perfect today. It was fine. No issues there. Now that we've seen this Colts team play at this and Mm -hmm. again it was against the Texans but you see them blow them out like this Matt does it give you more confidence 
going into this next stretch of games where you're going to face a banged-up Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to face a banged-up Tennessee Titans team, you're going to face the Jets, you're going to face the Jags, who, by the way, also got their first win today. Congratulations yeah. Congrats, to them. Guys. So, like, how does that make you feel seeing what this team has been doing recently and going into this next stretch? Uh, it, it definitely makes me more confident. I was already pretty confident still just because of the point of the you know schedule we're entering in, you know, where we're playing some of the easier matchups and Tennessee has a more difficult schedule coming up. But this makes me even more confident. You know, I absolutely believe we can beat the 49ers. You know, I, I mean, even if they're healthy, I still think we can beat them. I, I, they're a very good team, but you know, we hung in there with the Rams, you know, and we, we weren't anywhere near as good as what we are now. And same with the Ravens, you know, I mean, we were blowing them out for a while. So I, I expect, you know, a win there too um, at this point. And then with Tennessee, I want them fully healthy because I want to just smoke them. I believe I, I think we can win with them fully healthy. I, I was talking to Cody about this earlier. I think we can beat anybody fully healthy. Like I think we can compete with the best of the best. Well, yeah, Carson Wentz in the last Tennessee game, remember, wasn't even close to being the Carson no. Wentz that we're seeing now. No. No. no, I like I could move better than he did at that time. Yeah. You know, so it, it definitely makes me more confident. And then with Carson Wentz getting better and better every single week, I mean, I, I have a feeling we're gonna go on a run. What about you, Cody? What are you thinking, man? Man, I, I tell you what, this team, they thrive when their back's against the wall like this. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to continue to do it. I, I don't I don't necessarily love it because I don't love being in this hole. But <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, man. I think you're right, Matt. I think the Colts now are in a position to go on a run. I was looking at the schedule like they easily could win their next four games, like mm-hmm. easily could win their next four games. I mean, none of these teams are, are any – tougher than the teams you've just played, the, the gauntlet you just played in mm-hmm. and uh, almost won two of those. You should have won two of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just crazy to think about if, if a few things go differently in those two games, I mean, instead of two and four, you're four and two. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you, man, how, how much different, like if this Colts team can continue to build confidence off of this win and have a second half, like they had it this game, I mean, they can beat anybody. They can. Yeah. The, the reason why they are four, two and four right now is simply because injuries and they shoot themselves in the foot way too often. It's yeah. always those self-inflicted stupid penalties that they commit at the worst times possible. At the And, and they should be winning. Like they should be yeah. winning a lot more games than they have so far. Because this team, we have no question, guys, that this team is talented. Yeah. No question whatsoever. They can run the ball. Now we know they can pass the ball. You know, if they can just if that pass rush can come up a little bit, I, I have full confidence that we can take any team down to the wire. I really do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's it's obviously good to get the win like this, just in huge against a divisional opponent and to beat them the way we did. And also, uh, I, I'll just say this: Colts Nation again, thank you to everyone that will either watch this video or was even at the game today. The atmosphere was wild. It was fantastic in the stadium. I may even like, I may potentially upload the video that I took of Hilton coming out of the tunnel. It was funny because he said, you know, I almost got emotional coming out of that. He said, uh, I, he said he's very rarely felt that kind of emotion before on the football field the way he did today. And the funny thing was, I'll leave you two with this one. 
at the end of that game, there was a couple dudes in my section, and I joined in on this chant because I thought it was funny. There was the chant of, where is Watson? And everybody oh. just went <laughs> off. The entire section did it once. And then when yeah. they did it twice, everyone on the south end of the stadium started doing it. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty oh funny. Uh, obviously, that we had to crack that joke. Either way, Indianapolis 2-4 and four now on the season after a divisional win over the Houston Texans in dramatic fashion. Thank you guys again so much for tuning into this video. Let us know what you think of this game and let us know what you think in the comments. Thank you all so much again for the support. And as always, go Colts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.